ladies and gentlemen. Time for another podcast. <clears throat> I'm going to talk today about somebody I've wanted to talk about, but it's got to be, you got to kind of be careful about it. He is a person that's in the news <laughs> in peculiar ways. It's old Robert E. Lee. He is absolutely one of my very favorite people in history. Now, that's something you've got to be careful with. It's like saying, you know, I really like that stars and bars battle flag. It's a pretty flag. You can like the aesthetics, but as soon as you put it somewhere, there are a ton of things that are going to be associated and assumed about you that may not be what you meant. And so here I am liking Robert E. Lee, and there are assumptions there that are made, too, that are not really true. But we'll get to that. We'll talk about it. To me, he's a great man, probably one of the greatest men that our country has ever produced, but that's not the perception we see. And now, I like Lee not because he fought for the South, but in spite of the fact that he fought for the South. You know, there's this common view that Lee and everybody else in the South loved slavery and hated the black man, and everybody in the North hated slavery and loved the black man. Well, that's really not true. It's way, way more of a spectrum and way more incremental as you move north to south than like that. And remember, Lee's in Virginia, which is almost in the north, really close. His place is, you can throw a rock nearly to the north. One of the things that I like to talk about first about Lee is that he, as a younger man, sometime early, well before the Civil War, had slaves, but he freed his slaves, his personal slaves, and sent them back to Africa. I think that's important to know. You know, there's a funny statistic. You can find a time somewhere around 1855 where Lee has no slaves and Grant has a slave. Most people don't know that. It's not a big deal, but that's the way it is. And Lee has articulated already that he thinks slavery is wrong. He thinks it's bad. And in particular, he thinks it's worse for the white man than for the black man. I think the point is that if you depend on another race to do the things that you should be doing, uh, there's a problem with that. So why did he fight for the South when he was offered a job in the Union? And that's another thing people don't know. Lincoln didn't offer it to him personally, but Lincoln knew from Scott and others that Lee was a fantastic soldier, and that's the guy they wanted to... to, uh, control, I suppose, the entire Union Army. But he could not fight against his native Virginia, he said. He just couldn't see himself fighting. He knew that Virginia was likely to to secede, and he just couldn't see himself fighting against his native state. And remember, when the Civil War starts, it's not a referendum on slavery. The South is afraid of what the North is going to do, But there is no real referendum on slavery. The Emancipation Proclamation kind of turns it into that. But historians mostly agree that if the war would have ended quickly, slavery stays in place. And I have a theory that it is a war about slavery, but it almost seems that the northern people are beginning to be, or have been for a while, condescending toward the south. And they see the south as inferior, and then the south season of truth in that, that they feel inferior about it. And I think that may be the ultimate thing that caused the war. Now, slavery's the issue. Slavery's the, the main thing that does it. But Lee saw himself as a Virginian. And when Virginia seceded from the Union, it took him with it. And that's why he went. 
most of my knowledge from Lee comes from a book, and I have to confess this. This is written by Douglas Southall Freeman. This book is, what is it now, 70 years old or so? He won the Pulitzer Prize with this book. It's a four-volume biography of Robert E. Lee. I finished that book, and I said, this could well be the best biography ever written about the most interesting and worthwhile person. Yeah, a little rain this morning, ladies and gentlemen. I love the rain. But I I thought that book was fantastic. There are people who say that book is too lenient on Lee. So I'll throw that out there. It's not the only book I've read about Lee, but that's where my uh, impressions and knowledge of him comes from. A lot of things about Lee that are impressive. His youth is impressive. His mother is impressive. Uh, You think that probably a lot of the great things that Lee did as a man came from a mother who really expected a lot from him. And then as a soldier, you have to admire him. Even the men in the North said, you know, Lee is quite the soldier. And there was a time when the Lee-Stonewall-Jackson combination was totally lethal to the North. And so you have to admire him there. And then to me, after the war, you go from admiration to really loving the man. He was really keen on reconciling after the war. He said a lot of good things. One of his quotes is, We failed, but in the good providence of God, apparent failure often proves a blessing. We failed, but in the good providence of God, apparent failure often proves a blessing. So apropos for the war, but also, man, that's good words to live by. We failed, but in the good providence of God, that failure may turn into a blessing. Boy, that's an attitude we should have in life. Okay, I don't want to get too preachy on you. But there are a lot of things about Lee that I loved after the war. A woman came to him and said, Lee, she probably said Mr. Lee, these Union soldiers have shot my tree up so bad it's not hardly going to make it. Look at that terrible tree. Those Union soldiers, those shameful Union soldiers have done this to my tree. You might think Lee would say, yeah, those shameful Union soldiers. He told her, woman, you need to cut that tree down and forget about it. It's time to reconcile. We need to be getting behind, getting those things past us. Also, one of the things that strikes me, and this has, uh, has bearing on our idea of Lee and all the statues and do you take them down and those things. Somebody came to him and said, we want to build a, a monument to Stonewall Jackson. Now, Lee loved Stonewall Jackson. They are, to me, the two outstanding Southern characters in the Civil War. It's interesting that both of them had pretty strong opinions that the black man was well their their opinions about the black man were at least as good as the normal view in the north and probably in some ways better going to lead freed his slaves and stonewall jackson taught a black sunday school class at his church and he taught it from the bible he's teaching these black slaves how to read the bible you may not be aware but that's against the law and Stonewall Jackson was asked about it, and he said, you just don't understand. You people just don't understand. Also, interesting thing about Stonewall Jackson, he bought a slave one time because the slave said, would you please buy me? (laughs) Which indicated that the slave knew that Stonewall Jackson was not a hard taskmaster, that he was not a brutal slave owner, that he was, was a desirable place to be as a slave. But anyway, somebody had come to... Lee about the monument for Stonewall Jackson and he said no it's not time to build monuments to Stonewall Jackson it's time to reconcile I'm against building a monument for Stonewall Jackson
it's it's interesting. Most of the things we know about the Civil War come in small sound bites, and we get that big picture idea that everybody in the South was evil. But to me, Stonewall Jackson and especially Robert E. Lee, they're men that they're, they don't really fit that. It's also interesting. Charles Flood wrote a really good book about Lee. It's called Lee: The Last Years. And he had this to say, that Lee did more than any other American to heal the wounds between the North and the South after the war. I think there may be some truth to that. I think there may be a lot of truth in that. And I'd like to, I'd like to just throw in this way in on these monuments and taking them down and what we should do about that. And I'm just going to take it from where I think Lee would be. First of all, I think Lee would be embarrassed that anybody had put up a monument to him. And I think without a doubt, if somebody said, Lee, there's controversy about these statues of you. There are people who want to take them down, and we think we ought to keep them up because it's history. I have no doubt in my mind that Lee would say, take them down. If it will help heal wounds, take them down. That's my take on it. Could be wrong. But I have a caveat with that. I don't have any problem with them taking them down. In fact, if you want to take them down, you can come put them in my backyard. I got no problem with a Lee statue in my backyard. And I got no problem with them up. But if it solves the problems of the country, if it heals wounds, I guess I'm with Lee and say, okay, take them down. But be careful. Here's the caveat. If you're going to take down statues of Lee, you may end up taking down Washington statues and Jefferson. Because in my mind... If you think about personal relations to slaves, how they treated slaves, and their views on slavery, Lee is superior to Washington or Jefferson. Now, I said that in jest, and just the other day I was reading an article where at least one college is trying to remove a portrait of Washington. And another college, one college that I know of, was trying to take down a monument to Jefferson. Where is this going to stop? That's the question. Because once you take down Washington and Jefferson, I'm going to lead you to the Lincoln Memorial. And there is abundant evidence that based on today's views of racial actions that are unacceptable, Lincoln has violated those. He did not believe the black man was equal to the white man. And he used racial epitaphs. Now, to me, it would be crazy to take down the Lincoln Monument because there's no man in history, in American history, that's done as much for the slave as Lincoln. But if we're going to get this, if we're going to be consistent in this, we're going to end up with no monuments to anybody. You're going to have to be perfect. Well, except maybe John Adams. You could have a monument to John Adams because he was always against slavery. And he thought that God's wrath was coming on us because of slavery. Of course, John Adams probably won't be very popular because he was a very devout Christian. And that doesn't fly any better than racism, I don't think, these days. But anyway, be careful what you're going to do about that. I just wanted to say this today. I just wanted to bring out Lee. I've been kind of skirting around this because, you know, you think people are going to say, oh, you like Lee, you're a racist. And I don't really have to, I'm not going to respond to that. There's great things about the man. One of the things that inspired me is his daily habits. He was a man who prayed every morning. Uh, he was very disciplined in his life. He wanted to never lose his temper, and the few times he did, he was very disappointed with himself. 
His treatment of people was always courteous, generous. Uh, he was just a total gentleman all the time. He respected all people, even the black people that he was around. Uh, you know, he wasn't perfect in that. I'm not going to say he was what we would expect today, but a lot about him that was so, so good. And the thing that strikes me about him, the thing that makes me admire him so much, he was a man who excelled without selfish ambition. He got the job because he was outstanding, and he worked hard, and he didn't have to get the credit. And there aren't a lot of people in history like that. He didn't do things just for what worked out for Lee. And part of that is his decision to fight for the South. I think he knew that if he took the job as commander of the Union Army, he would go down as a great, great man in history. And he had to know that after the North won the war, the talk of him being president would be common. But he didn't do that. And I think he didn't do that because he had to decide not on what was right for Robert E. Lee, but what he thought was the right thing to do. And so the decision that we all criticize or that the world criticizes that he took to he fought for the South when he shouldn't have, to me, not only does that is that not a problem, it shows you the greatness of the man. He did what he believed was right. And that's the inspiration to me about the man. And I think that's for all of us. We need to do what's right. We need to be the kind of person who does what's right, what's the best thing to do, and not necessarily what advances the cause for myself. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you can live with that. I hope, uh, hope it helps you. hope it doesn't make you think, oh, that John Walker is a crazy, racist, rebel, southern nut job. But I have to admit, I am a fan of the man Robert E. Lee. Hey, read a good book. Try something new. <laughs>